What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We need the independent driver. We need the small companies. We have to do things to support their growth. Or else if we lose a million drivers because they can't make enough money to survive, to pay for their equipment, to feed their families, to have a quality of life, we are in big trouble. I've been in supply chain for 30 years and I will tell you this, that it only takes us if we don't have the drivers, the product doesn't get where it has to go. So how do we make something that benefits the driver? Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. We need the independent driver. We need the small companies. We have to do things to support their growth. Or else if we lose a million drivers because they can't make enough money to survive, to pay for their equipment, to feed their families, to have a quality of life, we are in big trouble. I've been in supply chain for 30 years, and I will tell you this, that it only takes us if we don't have the drivers, the product doesn't get where it has to go. So how do we make something that benefits the driver? Good morning. My name is Lee Rector. I'm with Empowered Data Technologies, and you are watching Truck and Hustle. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back with another amazing episode. And today we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Lee Rector from Empowered Technologies or just Empowered. Lee, welcome to Truck and Hustle, sir. Thank you very much, sir. So from our discussions before the show, it seems like uh, you guys over at Empowered are looking to revolutionize uh, the freight industry revolutionize the experience for drivers, revolutionize the experience for shippers, carriers, just really change the whole game. That's what that's what I'm being told. So wanted to get you on the show to talk about that, man, exactly how you guys are going to do that. And uh, it, it should be an interesting conversation. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope so. So first of all, welcome to Truck and Hustle. Thank you. All right. Uh, so let's kind of get into your background a little bit, Lee, kind of how you uh, embarked on this journey and got to, to create this app application called Empowered. Um, let's start with your background, man. A little, little bit of information about yourself. Uh, I've been in the industry now for, uh, call it 30 years, in the technology industry and specifically in supply chain logistics. Uh, so I've been developing technology and working with clients in 40 countries on six continents for about the last 25 years. Um, buying and selling, we'll call it organizations and technology. Um, and really over the last three years, looking at a really a hole in the marketplace, which has been the connectivity between drivers, shippers, and consignees, and the way the market has changed dramatically from a technology point of view, and how that downward pressure has created a lot of uh, holes in our market, uh, specifically within the small driver, small driver company uh, environment where technology now is becoming the predicating uh, license or entry uh, for our driver to get business. Um, we have 900,000 drivers um, in North America that are either owner operators or in a community or a, uh, organization of less than five trucks, uh, which means they don't have a backbone. They don't have their own APIs to give out to their supplier partners or, or shipper partners. And those shippers now are saying, if you don't have a backbone, we won't do business with them. So that hole in the marketplace uh, really allowed us to, to look at what we were doing as an organization, dealing with the shippers um, within Empower. And we started our journey, uh, we'll call it three or four years ago, by providing full supply chain visibility, say from offshore, China across the water, across the ports. And then when we got to over the road, we had a problem because there was no visibility with over the road. 
And many of your listeners may not know that you know, the genesis of this was uh, you wanted to track a truck, you'd put a, a, uh, a returnable GPS unit in the trailer. You drive your, your truck cross country, and then you have to ship that GPS unit back to the shipper. And that was the only way that they could track. Mm. Um, and getting an app uh, that did that was quite simple. It wasn't a very difficult uh, technology play to build an app for that. Uh, but as your drivers know, there's thousands of apps out there. And then if you have millions of shippers and thousands of apps, how do I make sure that one shipper has the app that the driver has? So we had this loss of connectivity. And what we wanted to do, and we saw the hole in the mark, was to create the app. Uh, what, if I have one app in my truck, what should it be? And it should be our TAP app, um, which stands for Transport Accurate Authentic Positioning. So that means that we could then know where the vehicle is, know where it's going, give you ETAs in real time, all in one app. And that's where we started from. And we took the look at that. We built that from a shipper's perspective. And then over the last year, we've realized that the only way to make that viable in the marketplace is to pivot our thinking and actually make it driver-centric. So how do we make something that benefits the driver? And that's how we got us to you and to Truck and Hustle. Okay. So <clears throat> the initial... Now, was this also empowered with the, okay, so the initial business model was for shippers. Yes. And it was a tracking model. Correct. Right, so you're, you're tracking cargo, you're tracking freight, or what are we tracking? Building? First mile to last mile. First mile to last mile, the entire, from beginning to end user. Yep. Okay, and, and what exactly is being tracked? I don't, I don't know if you missed it, but you said it already, but I just want to make sure I got everything. So what, what exactly is being tracked? So we actually, um, on our platform, in our, we'll call it our ecosystem, we can track a product that is manufactured in China or offshore, mm -hmm. across the water or through air, through the ports, across rail or over the road, to your warehouse, to the last mile if you're doing a last mile drop. We do that all on the same platform. Okay. That is unique in the market. All those partners, we actually, inside of our platform, we connect with them. And we take that connectivity away from all the other shippers. Connectivity is a big issue. Uh, you know, historically, we used EDI transactions. And at the time, there was 12 EDI transactions. Stands for electronic data interchange, or basically a standard message. Somewhere along the lines, EDI didn't provide the security that companies needed. So the technology platforms went from being EDI, standard messages, to API, which were custom little programs. And from every little connection, you had to have a custom program. So API now are everywhere in the marketplace. But if we take a look at APIs, which are custom programs, and they, they take anywhere from two days to eight days to create, we have, call it 300 TMS systems, vendors in North America. We have about 350 WMS vendors. We have 400 ERP vendors. We have another, call it 30 uh, supply chain visibility platforms. And then we have 100,000 transport companies for hire that have some sort of backbone of some, that they have APIs. So if I need to have a unique connection from each one of that, it means we're running into a marketplace right now that has over 7 billion APIs, mm. which is not, it's not feasible. So how do we get away from that? We built a model that eliminates those APIs. You don't need it. We connect your driver to your shipper to the consignee using a platform, using a cellular network and using a web address. So nobody needs to connect to find out where their, where their shipments are. And that's what we were being driven from, from our shipping clients. We want to know where the freight is at any given time, whether it's a washing machine and it's going to somebody's home or it's a load of chemicals right so that's what started the market right and then you realize that you had to then connect with the drivers right the carriers and why well because the drivers are the last mile the over the road so right now once we got it to the port because we know where a ship is 
we track a ship on the water and there's global tracking, just like air traffic control, there's that for ships. And we connected into the port. So we knew when things were being devanned off a, off a ship or it was being released or it had gone through customs. We knew all that because there's technology platforms that do that. But then anybody who picks up a load then became, uh, they were invisible. Right now, only about 3% of any loads are tracked in the U.S., whether it's LTL, whether it's a total load, or if it's last mile delivery. So we got everything to the point and they said, okay, well, I've just brought everything from China, but I need to get it to my warehouse in Michigan. Right. And it's got to be there by Friday the 14th. And we wouldn't know until Friday the 14th whether or not it was going to show up on time. For sure. The market is saying, well, I want to know. I actually want to know two weeks earlier. I want you to tell me two weeks earlier whether or not it's going to make my dock time. And so we had to move away from, and now we'll get into more specifics, predictive analytics, which is using historical data to predict when things will arrive, to prescriptive analytics, which is using what's happening right now to prescribe when it's going to get there so I can make actionable decisions. Mm. And so that's the next generation of technology is based on prescriptive analytics. I like that. So how do we do that? Well, that's great. I have prescriptive analytics all the way till it got to the dock. But then when it got on a truck, our analytics would say, oh, well, the average drive time from, say, L.A. to Michigan is is four days. And so we used that four days as a analytics. But now we have Google Maps. We have maps. We have all these uh, technologies that allow us to, to use the prescriptive, taking into consideration weather, traffic. And so if we put that into our platform, which we're using, then we become more uh, accurate in telling things. So we actually now can tell you within 15 minutes when your product's going to arrive. And using all of the gateways going backwards to 17 days, when something leaves China, we can actually let you know that it's going to make its dock time on Friday at at uh, two o'clock. Right. So where we, our technology was sound, but what we didn't realize that with the drivers, drivers have too many options for technology. There's downward pressure, buy ELD, uh, you know, pay for this service, pay for that service, uh, you know, and another free app. I mean, they just, they don't have the ability to have 40 apps on their phone or on their iPad in the truck. Right. It's too hard. So what we really did was said, we need to create the app. We have to make it so that there's value for the driver and that the driver sees that. So we pivoted the company from being shipper centric to driver centric so that our model right now is to build wealth for the driver. Because we'll quote a US movie, if you get the shippers or if you get the drivers, the shippers will come. Right. Right. So if we don't have drivers, we've got nothing. So we need to make the experience for the driver as beneficial as possible, not only to make it easy for them to use, but we have to allow them to make more money by using our technology. And so how we do that is we've created a much more uh, driver centric model with regards to what they pay for, what they get back, how they can earn money, and more importantly, how they get paid. Okay. So <clears throat> tracking system, the driver, the, once it gets to the driver, what is, because a, a driver doesn't want to be tracked, right? Yes. They don't care about that. Carrier listen right now, they could care less about, they, they're going to get the load where it has to go, but they don't care about whoever is looking at that load, right? So what are the benefits to the driver? You just now kind of went into that, but as a driver, why am I downloading this app onto my, onto my phone or wherever? And new drivers uh, will be more uh, likely to use the app rather than uh, more seasoned drivers. The entry level into supply chain is I want to know where my loads are now. Historically, if I wanted to know where the load was, I called dispatch. Dispatch would call the driver, would then call back a broker or the driver. And we'd have like five or six phone calls to find out where the truck was and whether or not it was going to make its delivery. Right. Okay. We have companies <clears throat> right now that want to hook up with the driver's ELD. So now Big Brother's watching. Um, if I'm a driver, I don't want anybody hooked into my ELD. I don't want them translating, transmitting where I am at any given time. I have a security issue. 
but knowing where I am. What we do inside of our technology is rather than have a continuous stream, knowing exactly where the driver is, we don't do that. And we don't ever show exactly where the driver is going to be. What we do is we know the route that driver is going to take and we ping that driver. And what we do is every 15 minutes, we update the ETA. By doing that, the driver never has to take a phone call from the shipper or the broker to find out where they are. And the consignee doesn't have to call them up because the consignee is invited to a map, the same map that the shipper has, showing the progress and the itinerary of the vehicle. So in fact, this becomes non-invasive to the driver. They don't have to take any phone calls and they're not being tracked. The minute that they close off or they drop their order, then the connection's broken. So they're never actually being tracked. So mm. we're pinging them and the ping will say, okay, well, I pinged him at this location and he's progress on 342 miles of 368. And we always know that the last five miles are probably the, the slowest, whether they're going into a, a city center and they're not road miles or whatever. So that was the benefit of that. And how are you accounting for like breakdowns, delays, such as things, things like that? Well, again, that would show inside the app, um, okay. especially if there's a breakdown or if there's delays. With messaging to let you know what's yes. going on? 100% there's messaging um, inside the app, messaging to the consignee, messaging to the shipper, and direct messaging to the driver. Okay. Is driver something shows the driver up. has to do, or is it something that's happening automatically based on the intel? Like, how does that work? Well, typically, we, we use the theory of management by exception. What does that mean? Well, as long as they're inside their time frame. <laughs> We're not sending messages that you've stopped for a break or, you know, you're 23 minutes at a truck stop instead of 18. We're not doing that. Okay. Um, but we track what we'll call them categories or statuses of every single load. It's been booked. It's been assigned. It's been out for delivery. He's at delivery site. So we have all of these things so that the shipper gets to see that. We only have one category when it means it's outside its window. So currently it's not going to make that two o'clock window. Got it. So now what happens is I send a message out. This now, this load has now been delayed. It may be delayed because of traffic, weather, breakdown, at which point then the shipper is notified. We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. without the driver having to say I'm late. Now the shipper may then send an email saying, status, tell me what the problem is, oh, I'm broke down or whatever. But the whole idea is we don't wanna automate communication and give, sometimes the driver doesn't wanna share all the information. Right. So we're not broadcasting information that the driver may not wanna have. So we don't automate any broadcast from the driver directly to the shipper, the consignee of the reasons. So they're looking at time and really that only happens when they're outside of their expected window. So I understand like the tracking portion of it, right? Yep. Now that's the, that's the one benefit to the driver. Now the driver doesn't have to communicate as much, right? Cause everything's kind of being automated. Yes. Um, what are the other features that the app allows? Well, inside of the app, once they make the delivery and how we close off a delivery is the driver takes a picture of a POD and sends it out. They are now, they have the availability to be paid right away. Okay. They don't have to wait to get to the back office, send out paperwork, whatever. It's done automatically inside of our app. Okay. So we do that. The and and how, how does that process work? So, that's a technology okay. as aspect of it. But basically, if the driver just takes a picture of the signed bill of lading, yeah. uh, we actually pass that back to the shipper. Okay. So the shipper has, the minute that they've dropped, it's closed off. Uh, it's sent. Now we also geofence that. 
So the we don't want the driver driving away 100 miles and going, oh, God, I forgot to close it off. So we'll geofence that. And so it'll happen he, automatically at that point? It would happen automatically, or it would prompt the driver to say, send your POD. Okay. Right? Once the POD is sent, the, number one, the connection is dropped. So we're no longer tracking that driver. But we also then send an invoice on the driver's behalf to the shipper. Okay. So now it's billable. Once it's billable inside of our app, the driver has two options. They can get paid in 72 hours by using our digital credit card, or they can just wait to get paid from the shipper. Okay. So the idea here was to get them paid faster. What, what if there's any like detention time or any uh, uh, accessorial, you know? Charge? So we take accessorials into consideration. So when... Again, if there's a tailgate required or something like that, those accessorials are actually put in the load up front. And so it's costed out. And so the driver, when he accepts the load, he knows what he's being paid. Okay. Demerge time is something, or if there's detention, that's something that, you know, I think uh, we're allowing right now two hours. Okay. And then after that, then the driver would add detention. Because we're sort of tracking them by time, we know when detention starts. And so that they've arrived because we've geofenced it. So we can see that it's up to whether or not the driver wants to then bill that. Got it. Okay. So <clears throat> then you said once the driver disconnects, they're, they're no longer being tracked, right? Yep. So that would be for, that's the completion of that particular load. Correct. Right. So now future loads, what happens next? Like for the next pull or the next pickup that the driver's doing, how does the app then you know, how does, how do they, so there's a number that? of different ways we do that. Okay. We do have a marketplace or, you know, for whatever better word, we have a load board so they can pick up their loads off of that as such. If they have dispatch, dispatch can send their loads directly to them in the app. Okay. So depending on how they're getting their loads and even if they have a contract, <clears throat> let's say they have a contract with shipper A. So it's not a public, it's not going on a, a public bidding but I've got a contract and I'm your regular carrier that that shipper could actually send you your next load. Okay. And you could look up on your app and say, Oh, I have all my loads. These are all the loads that have been sent to me. Which one do I want to take? Typically we're, we're filtering those loads down by geographic location when they have to be delivered and possibly the equipment. Got it. Shippers and brokers both all on a platform. Well, Right now, we're not distinguishing between a shipper and a broker. Just loads. They're just loads. But what we don't do on our load board is we don't add any fees. So essentially, if I'm a shipper or a broker, they put loads up on our board for $5 a load. So okay. that's their posting. It's not really a posting fee. It's a success fee. A success fee? So if everybody <clears throat> puts up loads, but they don't get bought because there was no driver or whatever, they don't pay for that. Okay. The driver pays nothing. Got it. So there's no cost to the driver for that at all. And we don't actually mark up that freight. So I don't go to a board and say, oh, I'm the shipper. I'll pay a thousand bucks. And it goes up on my board and the driver sees it for 920 because the load board is skimming their 8% uh, to make money on their margin. Right. So we don't do that. <clears throat> we don't want to take money out of the driver's pocket and we don't have brokerage fees that add the shipper's component. So... Their brokers are necessary in the market, but somewhere along the line, brokers have gone from being, you know, a necessary evil to increasing their rate um, of what they're doing. So 20 years ago, a broker would be quite happy to take 3% on their loading and, and, and such. Now we're getting average rates of 10, 12%. They're doing things less because they're using technology boards. So a broker takes their load, they charge the shipper 10%, put it up on a load board, which adds 12%. And then we've got these double brokerage fees. Right. It's raising the cost of freight, but none of that's getting to the driver. Right. But there's still no, I mean, if, you're, if they're putting it on the board, on the Empower board, there's still no real transparency as to what the cost of that move is, right? How does a driver know? It's still the same difference. So- it's not the same difference, but what it is, is because it's an open bid, driver doesn't have to take the load. So what we'll do is if it's coming from a broker or uh, we'll even use, uh, we may scrape other load boards. Okay. 
Okay. So you we'll may have, or you will. You do. We, scraping means you do it without permission. Right now, we're going the other route where we're actually having other load boards push their loads onto our board because okay. they only pay a small success fee. Got it. And they're quite happy to do it because it's in their best interest. Those loads will be marked and every load will have the logo of the poster. So essentially, uh, the driver would know at, at where such. Where the load's coming from. Right. The idea here is we can't, we're not trying to eliminate brokers. We're really trying to eliminate double brokerage fees. And as we become more mature and we're already building in uh, the necessary technology to do this inside the app, is that if you have a load and you put it up on our board from point A to point B, it will calculate what the rate should be from a shipper perspective. Okay. So cost per mile and such like that. Rather than right now, there are a couple of tools out there in the market that say, what's the average rate that's being paid for that load? But unfortunately, they take all the broker fees and add them into those averages. So what we're trying to do is get to a cost neutral. This is what the load should be. So that if I'm a shipper in the future and I'm not using a broker and I've, I'm not really a savvy shipper, I don't know all my lanes or whatever, right. and I've got a load going from Houston to Atlanta and I put in my weight and I say this is the time what I need and such, then the software would tell, would tell, <laughs> sorry about that, would tell the uh, uh, shipper, this is what a, a rate would be. They could post it for that rate. And because it's a bid ask, the driver might say, no, I need $50 more for that or accept it as is. But then what we're doing is we now have a brokerage free cost. Mm. And so that's where we're, we're getting to. And one of the things about communities and as we've pivoted, in our market from being shipper centric to driver centric is the more drivers that we have on the market, the, the greater ability we have to get feedback from the drivers. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's, it's in the driver's best interest <clears throat> to be a member. So we don't charge a subscription fee. We charge a membership fee. It's a one time year annual fee for the driver. And we're trying to pack everything that we can inside that membership fee. So when they sign up as a member, if they want to get paid in 72 hours, we have a digital credit card broker process so that their brokerage or their factoring fees could be as low as 2% based on the number of loads they do for us. Okay, so that, that's a reward for them in itself. They get paid faster. So if they're dealing with brokers and the brokers are always extending the pay from 30 days to 45 <coughs> days and collecting money and... You know, you might do a load that's $300 and say, you know what? I'm quite happy. You know, I'll wait 30 days for that. Yeah. But I just did a load for 2,800 bucks. I want to get paid on that for Friday because I got to put gas in and next week, I want to make sure I get paid for that right now. I don't want to carry that as receivable. And so the driver on a transaction by transaction basis can say, I want to get paid early or later. Most brokerage houses will say, no, you have to give me your entire book of business as a factoring house and say, okay, I'll pay you, but I get all your receivables as a guarantee. Mm. And so the, we'll call it the novice driver is quite willing to sign this off. And those rates are going anywhere from 3% to 7% right now with the cost of money going up. It's a, such a hidden fee because, you know, it's almost like going shopping at 7-Eleven. And I'm sorry for 7-Eleven, I'm not bashing you at all. <laughs> But if I'm going to 7-Eleven, 11 o'clock at night, and I want a, you know, a bottle of soda, I don't really look at the cost. It's the convenience that I want. And drivers use load boards for that. To, I just want to fill up my truck so I'm not so concerned with what I'm getting on that. And so the whole idea here is let's put more wealth by making that, uh, letting the driver make a smarter decision. And a smarter decision, I took that load and they're offering me quick pay on it, but it's 7% of what I'm getting, why wouldn't I just do quick pay, but get someone who's only gonna charge me 2% like a credit card fee, Yeah, yeah. right? So giving the driver more <clears throat> options is gonna to add to their wealth. Are there any uh, specific uh, criteria with the with the brokers or the, the loads um, that you that you guys use? Like, how do you know if like their their credit is good and, and different stuff like that? Like, how do you guys vet, vet the brokers and the shippers that you're having on the board? So, we don't vet them for credit. 
Okay, so that's that's one of the things we're not doing a credit check on the broker at this point, but we know who the brokers are. Okay. Right. So basically, because we know who's putting the load up and they will have a credit limit that they will approach. So because we're, uh, I'll use the term lightly, we're more of a fintech company uh, where we want the financing piece. We want the financing piece from the shippers and such. So if we have a, a broker that's delinquent on 30 days, we actually have inside of our contract, you know, that we get paid you know, a percentage for that late fee. Okay. So even though our model says we don't, we actually expect that we get 15 or 20% of our revenue will be late fees from shippers. And and so we won't be letting them off the hook, mm. right? So we're, we won't, we don't want to have a ship, uh, like a, you know, a broker who's working out of his basement have a hundred thousand line of credit. We're not doing that either. Right. So we will be using our risk analysis on that. Well, we don't do credit checks on the shippers or brokers at this point because we're not doing an entire book of business. We're doing one-offs. If they show up consistently because they have to pay us in 30 days, they have a very, we'll call it short rope right? with the way that we, we do that. On the carrier side, we don't really do a credit check on the carrier. What we do is a credit application so that we can pay them fast. So we actually, our, our partner in this, um, a financial company called Boundless um, is our financial partner on this. And they are a platform that we help develop with them. They actually don't just use our money. Uh, they actually use other uh, factoring companies so that if you're already a driver and you already have a relationship with a factoring company, you can use that factoring company. So you don't have to use us. Right. But for your new drivers... And for your, your drivers that haven't used that, we actually have an empower pool of money that we actually pay them out of. Gotcha. So they don't, they're not really pledging anything except that one transaction. So the idea here was to, is to do everything inside the app, no paperwork, get it done quickly and such. And then as we were moving forward inside of our marketplace, if the driver wants um, load insurance, Mm-hmm. They'll be able to get that right on the insurance. Oh, it's, you know, 35 cents to thousand pounds or whatever, put that in. And that's what we charge the shipper. Or if the driver wants to carry it, uh, if the driver wants new insurance for their vehicle, or they want to buy insurance for, uh, for life insurance, all of that they can do through our partners inside the app. Okay. Hold up right there. I want to still st- stick to the, uh, the broker carrier thing. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so if the, if the broker is going to maybe potentially lose margin, Right, because on Empower, right, because you're only doing the posting fee. What incentivizes them to put their load on on there as opposed to somewhere else? The more drivers we have, we go back to the what we found in the market and what is what is the knowledge of the market. If you have the drivers, the shippers will come. You know, the boards that are out there right now are very broker specific. Right, there brokers put up a thousand loads a day, and they just put them up, and then drivers buy them as they can. We have two million drivers, two and a half million drivers for hire. Right, like say that that's a, about a million companies that we've got in North America. We have seventeen thousand registered brokers, and then we have probably another hundred thousand. 3PLs and other companies that offer brokerage services but aren't registered brokers. We're never going to eliminate the broker. Right. We're not trying to eliminate the broker. What we're trying to do is even the playing field. You know, the brokerage market last year was 200 billion. Man, 200 billion? That's so that 200 billion came out of the pockets of the drivers. So if you're a driver and you're saying, well, I'm going to go to a board where it's all broker specific, you're helping them build that $200 billion. What we're trying to say is, okay, why don't we bring those shippers and and bring those people into our marketplace that we control, us us being the drivers, because we're a driver-centric board, okay? And how we do that is we incent the drivers to bring shippers, so we charge the shipper a small annual fee. 
And we pay, every carrier that refers a shipper to us and that shipper signs on, that carrier gets a hundred bucks. I have a million dollars in bounties available for drivers. So not only do you pay me a small membership <coughs> fee, the first time you bring me a shipper, you get it for free. Mm. So we're trying to build a community of shippers and carriers, drivers. Okay. If we make that strong and we get that strong, we will then control brokers will come on our board, but they won't be demanding 10 or 12%. Because what will happen is you'll see that, well, that's too much. That's, you know, I'm, you're not giving me enough for that run, for that load. So we got to get away from the big companies telling me that only deal with those fleets that have a backbone. Right? Because those 900,000 trucking companies I talk about that have less than five trucks, that's the backbone. That that itself is the foundation of the supply chain in North America. Right. We can't have companies dictating uh, that you only use the big companies because they have a backbone and we lose that foundation. We need the independent driver. We need the small companies. We have to do things to support their growth. Or else if we lose a million drivers because they can't make enough money to survive, to pay for their equipment, to feed their families, to have a quality of life, we are in big trouble because we don't have another option for that. So we have to support that market so that they make more, so that they pay, they have a lifestyle that allows them to have some time off to raise their family, do these things. We can't do, you know, where they make no money. You know, net zero profit. If we take the top 10 brokerage companies last year, they did about $28 billion in revenue and they did $4.2 billion in profit. If we take the top, the bottom 900,000 transport companies, they did about $50 billion in sales last year and they lost hmm. $900 million. <clears throat> is, that, is that a fact? Those are the numbers that are published. So the problem is that the bottom... The bottom, our bottom drivers are <clears throat> basically operating at a loss, right? And yeah. so what we need to do is we, that, that model doesn't work. Anybody who looks at says that doesn't, that model doesn't work. And this is not a, this is not a, a commentary on brokers, but what we get to is brokers are driving the cost down, but they're driving the cost down. So their margins go up and, and that that's not a reasonable model. You know, if we went back and looked at the brokerage model in real estate, you know, 20 years ago, the real estate agents were still, let's say, asking for a fixed rate of 5%. Right. Now, the cost of houses has gone up 400%. So the brokers are making more money now, but yeah. they're still at 5%. Right. In freight, the cost of freight has gone up 5,000% or 500% since 2022, but not only has the cost of freight gone up, but the actual freight <clears throat> brokerage rate somehow migrated from three or four percent to ten or twelve. Mm. So not only are they getting paid more, their their margins are higher. Do you think there should be regulation around it, like like it is in real in real estate? Well, real estate and like in the regulation, government regulation is not good for any business. Um, but I think we can self regulate. Um, and this double brokerage should be controlled, which is where a broker takes his 10 or 12% and puts it up on a brokerage board and that takes 10 or 12%. Um, or I'm sure you've run into this as your, as your listeners have run into is that someone picks up to you and says, oh, there's a load. I got to get a load from New York to Philadelphia. It's Friday afternoon, but it's an emergency load. Now the broker will turn around and tell the shipper, oh, geez. <laughs> it's last minute. I'm going to have to charge you an extra 300 bucks. The shipper's desperate. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting 800 for that, you know, for that load, the broker is going to get 1100 then turns around and doesn't pass that $300 bonus off to the driver, just takes it and puts it in his pocket. And what they do is they create the artificial peak and that's happening all the time. That's the ones that hurts the driver because the shipper knows that they'll pay for that. But our, the, the drivers are missing out on that. So what we could do is we could put that into the app and say, here's a 
basically, this is a spiff. This is this is an emergency delivery. Does anybody want it? There should be an additional additional amount on top of this load because it's emergency. Right, but rather than somebody else just taking that as a brokerage <clears throat> fee, we could we could put that in the app and say, oh, it's emergency load, right? It's last minute. What's reasonable? What's reasonable from a driver? What's reasonable from a shipper? Right. And that money goes to the driver. That doesn't go to some intermediary that's creating <clears throat> that false peak. Yeah, that's a difficult distinction to make, though, like what that number would be, because it's kind of like it could be anywhere from a thousand to two thousand, depending on how hot that. Load but if is, we right? put that hand, put that in the hands of the shipper. Right. So the ship, we basically say this is in such a small category in order for you to get it bought. You probably want to put a spiff on it. Right. Right. And that spiff or that extra bonus is whatever. Right. If it's cross country versus if it's a 300 mile load, it's really if you need to get it bought and you're desperate and the average road rate is 800, what are you willing to pay? Right. Rather than having a middleman say, oh, it's 1500. And then he goes out and shops for a driver who's doing a backhaul. Right? And he's going empty. He's going home to Philadelphia. And that's the way the market works right now. If we could put that knowledge in the hands of the shipper and the driver and connect them, the drivers will make more money. And I'll tell you what, you have a lot more drivers looking at that board at one o'clock on Friday afternoons, trying to get those spiffs. For sure. But then it would drive the price down too. It won't. I mean, if you have supply and demand, if there's more people looking for it, then now there's more. No, there's more see, but see, that's the supply. anomaly. The, the <clears throat> demand is on the shipper. Correct. No, so the shipper, shipper still needs to have it delivered by five o'clock. True. So it doesn't matter if if there's it's 50 true. carriers that'll do it. But if, if I have 50 as opposed to 10, I, I have more space where I can play, right? Because now because there's a guy that's going to undercut those other people and say, I'll take it for this amount. Exactly. But if you're taking a look at the actual market right now, they're going to the broker. Right. The broker is actually, they're going to a party of one. It puts it in the driver's hands. Now the drivers can compete for it. Yeah, but, he, the beats, but he beats up on the driver because right. he's taking that money. Right. So what we're doing is we're saying we can't fix the entire problem, but market demand won't drive the cost of the rate down because drivers, it'll cost, it might drive the cost of the spiff down slightly. Yeah. But if I'm a person, I'm not negotiating who will do it for a spiff. The spiff shouldn't be <laughs> negotiated by point. the driver. Right. It should be put up there as a bonus by the shipper. Correct. The rate is the rate, but the spiff is the additional for whoever takes this. Right. right. So what will happen is drivers <laughs> will go for the guys who have the best spiff. Right. It's still going to be the same thing, supply and demand, right? So, but we put it in the hands of the driver. Mm. So the point being that if we're trying to build wealth for our drivers, we have to think outside of the box on how they get paid. And artificial peaks are one of the greatest ways that these, these brokers make money. Let's put that in the hands of the driver. Yeah, for sure. All right. Cool. Uh, You're also alluding to some other features, right? You said something about, we, we talked about fact, fact, a factoring, but it's not factoring. It's a credit line, correct? Nope. What, 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 how, do, how do you explain It's pure that? factoring. Factoring. Okay. So basically what it means <clears throat> is the driver completes his load. Let's say his load's a thousand bucks. And then what happens is he has the option of selecting quick pay. So quick pay essentially means that boundless through their mechanism and whichever funder that they're using, it could be the empower bucket, then goes in and digitally pays the driver inside of 72 hours. So they get their money. That invoice is then pledged to the credit company and they collect from the shipper. Now, is there any type of recourse? Well, recourse on that is always 90 days to the driver. So if, if the shipper doesn't pay, then the driver is all got recourse. But inside of our app, both parties sign the legal terms. So in other words, unless the load doesn't show up for whatever reason or shows up late or there's a problem with it, um, then the shipper must pay. If the shipper has credit issues, then we'll find that out early. But if they're just late paying, uh, we're collecting. We want that first month of late payment because I make a lot of money on that. Mm. And I'm not lying to anybody. I, I make a lot of money <laughs> right. on late payment. Right. 
right? So it's it's a very healthy rate. Conversely, we charge the driver that credit card fee. And that credit card fee, depending on who their funder is, could be as low as 2% and probably as high as 4%. So is, if there, I, is there a way for the driver to control who their funder is, or is it just kind of they get to select random selection? No, oh, okay. no, they select. They okay. can they can do it. And so what happens is then they're pre-approved by that funder. Okay. So empower, we're the catch basin. So we make sure that no matter what, a driver if he selects quick pay gets paid. Right. So we're that we're that catch sort of thing. Yep. So we don't want a, any driver to not have the opportunity. <clears throat> And so we have a revolving line of credit that's outside of our operating budget that's just there for driver factoring. Okay. But then you have other, some very large freight uh, factoring companies that they could actually be on the Boundless platform and Boundless will just send to them because they've already gone through the credit apps and things like that. Okay, so they could use their their. Yeah, they could use their current use. partner. We're just, <clears throat> we're really just connecting them and doing all of this digitally so that they can get paid faster. Okay. Is there a fee going through? What, what, what we don't charge. Fee? We don't charge them the fee. Boundless. There's a fee through Boundless. Though. Boundless charges the funder. Okay. Not the driver. Okay. So the driver, whatever the driver's factoring rate is with the factoring company, that's what they pay. They don't pay a transaction fee or anything. Okay. So if they have an ex existing relationship, then Boundless charges the factoring company a whatever their percentage is on that particular transaction. And if they don't have an existing relationship, what is it? If you're going directly through Empower? If they go directly through us, then Boundless, and we we have a, a much more uh, tight relationship between Boundless and, and Empower. Okay. So, and again, we have a, a pool of money there. And so whatever that rate is that day, sort of based on whatever the emerging market, rate is. Like market, market rate value. is. Is there a range like that? We like two to 4%. Two to 4%. Okay. Okay. Got it. You, you also mentioned some other things, insurance and some other things. like So that. those are other third party yep. um, offers that come through our app. Talk about some of the other third party offers you have. Well, we're just starting there right now. Like there'll be a equipment. Okay. So let's say you're, you're, you want to buy a new truck. Uh, there'll be truck companies there. There'll be financing companies there that will do financing for equipment. Uh, we have uh, one partner coming on that does... Um, other technology services, I won't use their name right now, but sort of pre-approving through your way stations and things like that, or digital cameras. Um, we have another partner coming on that will offer fire extinguishers. So we'll have categories and we're still building out the categories. So there'll be things like equipment, um, financing, um, we'll call it quality of life or lifestyle. Mm. So you want lodging, food, um, then there'll be things like fuel and, and things like that, parking, um, all of that sort of that you find in a trucking lifestyle app will be in our marketplace. Okay. And then we'll have things where those companies will then be able to say, oh, we have a special on, they can run a banner across the application. I bet you I hit this thing 30 times. Uh, <laughs> they'll have, they'll, they'll see the banner coming across and they'll get a special notice or something. So the idea is to make the driver have one app and not 50 apps. Okay. Where, where are you guys currently with, with the app in terms of um, <clears throat> like what, what's the offering right now? Um, and okay. you So the current offering right now, our model is uh, annual $75 a year uh, and that gets you everything. Um, I will tell you right now, any of you truck and hustle people that are listening to us right now, we'll give you that offer right now for $50 a year. Okay. On top of that, if you're a veteran, we actually have a specific program with the Veterans in Business Network. It's a free network for veterans. If you go and sign up with them, you can sign up with them through uh, into our app for a much lower price because Empower wants to give back to the community. So we're rewarding our veterans on that. Nice. So if you work out with the VIB, um, your rate for that is $10 a year. Nice. Now, remember, inside of our app, we actually do a certification for you as the driver. So we're actually checking to make sure that your DOT and your insurance are up to date so that when you pick up a load from anybody, you're covered and so are they. So we do that check every time that you're picking up a load. 
Okay. Okay. So, so that's part and part of the onboarding. And then inside of that onboarding fee uh, is your credit uh, and onboarding to the Boundless app, whether you use it or not. Okay. Got it. How, how many uh, users do you guys have now? Can you speak to that? We're and, not going to publish the number of news, uh, new users that we have. We're okay. growing at about 200% a month. Okay. Um, our goal is to by the end of 2023 to have 100,000 drivers okay. on the marketplace as members. Um, this is where I'll tell you the coming soon announcement. Okay. I'm listening. By the end of Q3 this year, you'll be able to get your ELD inside of the TAP app included in your membership. So no monitoring fees, no monthly subscription fees. It'll be inside your app. It'll be up to you if you choose that. What about the, the hardware? This is all through. Hardware, hardware will uh, be dedicated or predicated on um, what you've got currently in your vehicle. And we'll have two or three options on that. Uh, but we won't sell it directly. We'll put you in touch with the hardware vendor. Okay. So we will be hard, try to be hardware independent on that. There are too many hardware players in the market right now, so we're not going to build a, an interface to all 42 of them. Right. But we will try and choose the predominant ones. Okay. And then if you want camera in that as well, uh, that would be an extra charge uh, for hardware. But let's get to the baseline level. If you're an owner-operator and you want just base-level ELD at $50 a year, you're going to get that. And I'll grandfather in anybody that signs up now. I'll grandfather that in for two years. Got it. Now, if we increase our membership, again, we're at 75 as our list. We increase that to 99. Anybody that signs up now will get their first two years at $50. Nice. Nice. Okay. What what has been the feedback so far from, from the current users, from <clears throat> shippers that you've been working with? What, what, what has been some of the, you know, what have you been hearing? Um, good, bad, indifferent? <laughs> So the feedback from the shippers is we need this. Uh, the, sh the feedback from the drivers that we had and we we're working on it is that it's a little clunky. Like there's too many options. So we are continually Scaling improving, back a little bit. improving, improving the user interface. Okay. So uh, our mobile app, uh, which you can get off the Google Play Store uh, or off of uh, Apple Store, the iStore, uh, we update that probably every two weeks right now. And feedback from the drivers is everything. Uh, from a business point of view, pretty much every single vendor that we've talked to has looked at us like, this is a disruption in the market. We're changing the way people think. We're changing the way people think about brokers. We're changing the way people think about ELD. We're changing the way people think about hardware, which is why we're having other boards. Now, it's not just a simple then put out, there's a technology uh, aspect where other companies are actually showing their loads on our board, right? So that, but because we have a grab and go, um, which means that the minute that the driver selects off our board, it actually then has to be deselected off any other board. Okay. So from a technology board, it's grab and go. It's not like, oh yeah, okay, I've now got to let the broker or the driver or the other board know that you want this. Mm. So we actually are live select and go. So... I just make sure I understand that right. So once a driver, <clears throat> so if it, if it's posted on two boards, right? Once they select it from Empower board, it's taken off the other board. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Is it vice versa as well? Or no. Just one way. Yeah, we we're not posting our loads on any other board. I'm going to use again another business. I'm taking license on this, uh, like Kayak, which is a uh, travel board. Right. They actually, they grab all the other loads. <laughs> uh, our model for load board is somewhat like kayak. Okay. Okay. So, the so you're, you're aggregator. We're an aggregator, but you can post directly on it or we'll, we'll look at aggregates, whether they're from transport companies that have their loan board, own load boards. Um, and as we get more drivers, that will be their play. Got it. Right. So drivers are the ones that are, the more drivers we have, the more money the drivers make. There is not competition. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll have a much better, it'll be not price fixing, but what it'll be is the competition will make sure that the drivers are making more money. Got it. So, so you'll be able to see everything that's on all the other load boards in Empower. That's, that's well, I can't, I can't say that there are some load boards that we won't be doing business because their model is 
they've got the bro- the brokerage fee built into their board. Got it. We're not going to play in that space. Okay. Right. So some of the big boards that are out there right now, uh, we won't deal with them. Okay. Uh, so we want to protect our drivers. I don't want to bring on somebody that's counterintuitive to what we're trying to right, eliminate right. from the market. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Are there any other features that we didn't talk about or that's important that we want to go over? Again, this bounties that I want to give out. Yeah. That million dollars in bounties. So right now. I like that. The bounty. (laughs) Think of this. There's 4.8 million registered shippers in the U.S. right now. Okay. Our goal by the end of this year is to have 1% of that. Okay, that means I've got essentially $480,000 burning a hole in my pocket wanting to give to the drivers. <laughs> Driver, you can sign up and you could bring me 10 shippers and every time you bring me a shipper, that's 100 bucks. You can bring me 50 shippers and I'll tell you this right now, whoever bring us the most shippers at the end of the year, we'll, have a, we'll actually have our own leaderboard for all you drivers. The number one <laughs> driver at the end of the year, we're going to give you a trip to Hawaii for a week. Okay. All expenses paid. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> How, what does that look like, them bringing you a shipper? Is that, is that that's just a referral, the name? Like, what has to be included? Inside of our shipper app is a referral number. Just put your phone number in there, and we track it. Okay. Got it. Because we we know we have, we track everything by your cell phone number. Yeah. Right? So, you put your you have your shipper put your number in there as a refer we have already got track of it we got know where you live and you'll either we'll either ask you if he wants to send you a check or do you want it uh to your ach to your bank account directly uh or you know do you want it in a uh bitcoin crypto bi- no well, no <laughs> no but maybe maybe you want a gift card or something right, like right, that right, right. so there's a number of ways that we'll make that offer Part of the things that we want to do is, again, we want to reward our drivers. We'll have a reward system. We'll have a store where you can buy Truck and Hustle product. You can buy Empower product. And you you don't pay for money on this. These are rewards points. Every time you get a load, that goes to your rewards points. Mm. And you'll be able to buy things with your reward points. You'll be able to buy fuel cards with those reports. So the whole idea is we want to enhance the driver experience. So the more drivers we have, the more the experience is enhanced. So as a community, get together, bring your friends on, bring your other drivers on, bring your shippers on. I guarantee you, you will make more money and we will put more money back in your pocket at the end of the year. Mm. Okay. Em- empower the driver through Empower. Right? Empower and our mobile app is called TAP, T-A-A-P. T-A-A-P. So when you go in, you tap in to get your load and you tap out to drop it off. Sounds good, man. I think uh, I think we covered everything, man. Um, definitely a very interesting, interesting product, you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your guys grow. And um, you guys heard it here, man. If you uh, bring some shippers, he got some money for you. So um, that's always good. Everybody likes some extra money. So yeah, 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 for sure. In Hawaii, yeah, that's that's dope. All right, cool. So um, we're gonna kind of wrap it up. If there's nothing else that you want to share, I just want to make sure we covered everything. We all good. I appreciate your guys' time. I think you're doing a great job inside the market here, and as informing our community, you're a great voice for them. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Um, all right, but before we go, we have to uh, let everybody know two things. First, we always end with a final thought. And second, we have to let everybody know where they can connect with you. You kind of priority plugged it or whatever, but where they can find the app, uh, the website, so forth and so on, or collect, connect with you directly. Maybe there's somebody else who wants to reach out to you. So let them all your all your connection points, and then let's finish off with the final thought, and then we'll get out of here. Sure. Uh, so again, our mobile app is called Empower Tap on uh, Apple Store. It's called Tap T A P on Google Play Store. Our website is empowereddatalogistics.com. I know that's a mouthful, but we'll get there. Um, you can reach us out through LinkedIn. Again, my name's Lee Rector uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, and again, we have a lot of marketing going out in the, in the marketplace these days. You'll see us at trade shows. You'll see us uh, the big shows, the small shows. Um, you'll see us this year at Freight Fest for sure. Um, and again, uh, through our partnership with the VIB Veterans and Business Network, uh, you can find us through there if you're a veteran. Sounds good. And lastly, our final thought, parting words. 
could be something entrepreneurial, could be something business, could be a little word for the drivers. Where you want to go with it? Take it wherever <laughs> you want to go with it. Well, I didn't really think about that final thought. <clears throat> That's all right. But my idea on this is that we need to build the community from the ground up. Okay, this is not a top-down industry. It's a bottom-up industry, which means you, the drivers, are the framework of supply chain. I've been in supply chain for 30 years, and I will tell you this, that it only takes us, if we don't have the drivers, the product doesn't get where it has to go. So you guys are that backbone. We, we need to strengthen you. We need to help you out. And whatever you need, whatever you can think of, we're always open. Sounds good to me. Hustle fam, if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. This has been another great show, Lee. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate everything. Um, man, I guess we out. Later. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go. Truck and hustle. Let's go!